Greetings, folks, and welcome to episode 13 of the Far Beyond Metal podcast. I'm your host and spirit guide on this metal journey, Daniel Cordova. In this episode, I interview French black gaze pioneer Nige of Alceste. We talk about the anime that inspired the band's latest album, Kodama, the upcoming tour with Creepers and The Body, Nige's desire to branch out musically, and a whole lot more. Later, Michael Keane of The Faceless discusses his first band, and I recommend the first taste of the upcoming album, Still Hours, by the Sacramento experimental post-metal quartet, Waning. But first, here's some of the titular track from Alceste's 2016 masterpiece, Kodama, before we dive into my conversation with Nige. How are you this uh, afternoon, sir? Uh, I'm fine, thank you. And you? I'm doing all right. Uh, it's a it's a little early for us over here in California, but uh, I'll manage. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So what time is it? Uh, looking at like about nine or uh, eight. Seven o'clock. Oh okay, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry if I had um, if you had to uh, wake up. Uh, the interview and stuff. <laughs> no, it's it's completely fine. Time zones make okay. this a, a fun gig. Okay, okay. All right, so I'll go ahead and get us started. Um, yeah. Nish, welcome to uh, the show, Far Beyond Metal. Uh, it's just a heavy metal interview podcast sort of thing. You guys are about to... Okay. You guys have just dropped a new record and about to go... Uh, well, have been touring on it, but about to hit the uh, North American area to tour on it and that's pretty exciting for uh fans out here for us and the uh, new record kodama i feel is much darker than your previous record shelter shelter felt really beautiful and full of hope kodama while not hopeless feels sadder in a way Uh, is this something you agree with or is this more of a reflection of my own state of mind yeah i kind of agree with that i mean they are two uh very different records uh and Kodama has been composed <clears throat> in a reaction to Shelter, in a way. <clears throat> because, yeah, um, I, I like every time, you know, <clears throat> to start with uh, something fresh, uh, to uh, surprise myself a little bit and take, take some uh, risks, you know, because um, I think it's not very inspiring when, when you just repeat the same, the same thing over and over. And... Um, I, I think they they both are very much access uh, sounding records, but in two very different ways. So yeah, Shelter was very sunny, 
uh, very light. Uh, some people didn't like this this um, aspect about it. Actually, they they were hoping for something uh, heavier, maybe. But uh, that's the kind of music I wanted to do at this time, and and we have no uh, regrets. You know, uh, it had to be done. And and if we didn't do Shelter, there there wouldn't be any Kodama, I guess. So uh, Anya Kodama is, I think, it's a reflection of uh, the last the last two years. You know, uh, um, there are some really dark times there, and it's a mix of uh, reflection about you know the the relationship with the nature and um, humans, you know, and and also the uh, yeah the modern world and and all the things that are happening, and and of course, uh, access music it's it's always about hope. Even Kodama, I mean, it's not a depressive record. And it's a record that uh, takes you to somewhere, somewhere else, you know, somewhere nicer, and and uh, yeah, that's the purpose of this music, you know. It's like escape from a reality for for a while. Uh, did you have any personal reservations uh, bringing Screaming back on Kodama? Then, because I don't believe it was on Shelter at all. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's. I think at the time of Shelter, I was a bit fed up with the metal thing because. I listen to all kinds of music, you know, and metal is just a little part of this. And and people they always uh, assimilate access to uh, to metal or black metal. And for me, it's it's so much more than that, you know. And and uh, I think I wanted to prove in a way that that uh, access could sound like access, but in a very different uh, shape, you know. So not having any metal elements or anything. Uh, and yeah, that's why there are, there were no screams. But um, the songs on Kodama are, are very intense, and it's not it's not like uh, I plan to make some screams again. You know, it's not something that you can really plan. But uh, the intensity of the songs were demanding the the screaming in a way because uh, I, I think it fits better. You know, sometimes than just clean vocals. Uh, I also read that Shelter was inspired by Slow Dive. Did you hear the new song that they dropped yesterday? Yeah, 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 of course, of course. Yeah. What, what, what do you think? I think it's really good. I mean, um, uh, I I was actually really pleasantly surprised because uh, what I like the most about Slow Dive is that it instantly brings me to this peaceful and melancholic uh, state of mind, uh, and uh, it evokes like. Uh, I don't know why, but uh, slow dive always evokes uh, the sea for me. You know, like water and the waves, and and uh, I think they still have this very aquatic sound. You know, uh, in the guitars and the uh, reverbs. Uh, so yeah, I thought that was really cool. The production is very different, though, from from the previous records. It's it's much more clean and uh, and modern in a way. Uh, so I was a bit surprised uh, by that, but I. I'm really, really looking forward to to hear the next of the record because, yeah, I mean, I'm a huge fan. So, <laughs> yeah, the little I know, I, I agree with the melancholy sound. That song was very, almost happy in a way, and it was it was kind of fun. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it makes me want to check out this new record and then you know compare it to older stuff because I I don't know them that well. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, the the older stuff is just uh, perfect for me. I mean, they. For me, they have never done a bad song, so yeah. Uh, you, you said that um, black metal and metal is just a part of your 
your like makeup. However, most of the projects I know that you have a hand in are heavy. Have you considered just doing a straight up uh, shoegaze band or indie or any sort of other yeah. thing? I would love that, you know, but it's it's because I I started in the metal scene and usually when I make uh, different projects, it's people that are calling me for like participating, doing some vocals or uh, drums or whatever. And most of the time these bands are metal. So actually I don't really have the choice. So if, <laughs> if, yeah, <laughs> so uh, I guess if I want to do something different, which I would really like, I guess I would have to start uh, something from scratch again, you know. And uh, But yeah, I really wish that uh, I had some uh, requests from different uh, kind of bands, you know, because it's always this like post black metal. I mean, uh, it's it's really nice, you know. I feel very honored, you know, when people ask me to do uh, uh, future ranks and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's always a bit in the same scene, you know. So, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like you could since you have kind of a um a leg up in a way, and that you've got enough credibility within your own scene doing something like shelter and then going out on your own like to uh compare it to say like a devin townsend who put out casualties of cool which is essentially just a, a country record but mm -hmm. you know he's had 20 years as devin townsend's strappy young lad guy like i feel like you could do something similar if you want and like nurgle from behemoth is about to drop a country record as him himself. absolutely yeah so go yeah. for it man yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's uh it, it needs some time you know that uh, I mean I'm I'm really really busy with access at the moment and I I think we are just at this state where we are not like we are not a big band but we are not a very underground band so we are a bit in between and uh, it's really a weird state because you have to work just as hard as a really big band but um, you, you don't get like the benefits from it, you know, so you you don't get a lot of free time and stuff like that. So so we are in a really strange uh, state at the moment, but maybe in the future, you know, if uh, if we can afford to play less, for example, I I could start something different, yeah, like a new wave or, you know. <laughs> uh, you guys are starting your North American tour next week. What have you been up to leading up to the tour? I'm assuming rehearsals are other sort of things uh yeah you mean uh what am i going to do until the start of the tour oh yeah yeah um so right now i i'm still uh in france and we are traveling 16th and yeah we will start to rehearse in the u.s actually because the uh access uh drummer uh winter Hatter, he lives uh in the u.s at the moment so so we are going to rehearse there and start uh, touring. Yeah, and yeah, we are really, really uh, excited about this tour. So, uh, I read on your Facebook page that you guys are going to be playing some deeper cuts that you may not have in a while. Is that to appease fans, or is these ones that are these ones that you just like miss playing? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. You know, uh, when we go on stage, uh, it's never completely for us. You know, we we really want to. Or to please the fans, you know, it's it's very very important for us. Uh, when you when you create new uh, music, I think it's important to really do it with your guts and for yourself. But when you go on stage, it's like a communion, you know. So 
so it's cool you know if you get to play the songs that people want to hear and and uh myself you know when i go to a show uh i don't really like you know when bands they they only play their last record you know or stuff like that you know i'm i like the the old classics and stuff you know so 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 yeah um um it's mostly songs that we have never played actually so yeah it's going to be interesting oh no sorry actually we we have played uh, these songs but very very few times still pretty cool uh i'm hoping to hit your uh oakland show uh what is the last uh concert you went to actually oh uh i have a really bad memory so (laughs) don't worry about Uh, it let me let me think uh well, I've been actually um, the last one I've seen that, that I really really liked was uh, Emma Rothrandel in Paris. Uh, she was opening for Wuvenhan and she really killed it. Like it was great. Oh, I'm seeing her for the first time with uh, Deaf Heaven, and this will destroy you in a couple of weeks. I'm very excited oh, for that. Oh yeah, yeah, great! It's a uh, it's a great package. I mean, we are friends with both uh, Deaf Heaven and Emma, and yeah, Emma, she's 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 great. Like, she's uh, for me, she's really underrated. You know, she she should be much more famous than uh, she is because yeah, she has plenty of talent and a fantastic voice, and she. She's a great uh, songwriter too. So yeah, yeah, just go to the show. Yeah, it would be amazing. <laughs> oh my God, Mark for Death is is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. was untouched by Alcest from the latest record, Kodama. I'll have more Nige in a moment. Every musician has to start somewhere, and in this episode, Michael Keane from The Faces discusses his first band. My first band was called The Electric Complex, and it was with uh, Brandon, our old bass player in The Faceless, and it was like, um, it was like hard rock, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what, it, what you would say beyond that. <laughs> Who are some of your influences there? Because I've heard similar answers from, like, um, bassist of Between the Buried and Me. He said he had, like, a Metallica cover band. Is that kind of the same realm? Um, it was like, oh, man, what did we sound like? I don't know what we sounded like. It was, uh, I mean, we were really young, so we were kind of confused, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I had one of those. I guess we probably wanted to sound like Foo Fighters, I guess. Yeah! 
Michael and the Faceless may or may not be recording their new album right now. Honestly, it's hard to say. They dropped a new song a year, two ago, and then canceled a tour, and I'm not really sure what they're up to. But whatever they are up to, I look forward to it. Now, from the album Escales de Lune, forgive me, my French is terrible. This is some of Solar Song before I continue my conversation with Niche from Alcest. <laughs> Um, on your tour coming up in the United States, do you guys have any time to see any certain cities or any sites that, uh, you know, you guys get to be a tourist at all? Or is it just straight get to the next yeah. gig? Uh, it's It's been like maybe five or six times uh, that we toured uh, the U.S. So, so yeah, um, I, I don't want to say that now we start to know the country because, I mean, you... You never really know, you know, even when you go that many times. But uh, uh, yeah, we really hope to uh, to do a bit of sightseeing. Uh, we really enjoy that. Uh, when we are on, on tour, if we get the chance to to walk in the city, you know, or to uh, visit some stuff, we always get the opportunity. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Also, uh, this year, you guys are going to be playing a bunch of festivals to promote the record. Um, are there any big ones that you're returning to or ones that you have not played before that you're looking forward to? Uh, yes, I think we we are playing uh, Dwarf Festival in Belgium and uh, Dunk, too, I think. Uh, so these are like, uh, I think one is like more like a post-rock festival and the other one is a really like, mainstream festival uh, and we are doing um, Hellfest for the second time so last time was a really long time ago uh, it was five years ago and we are really happy to go to Hellfest again because it's a great festival I I don't know if you have ever been uh, but it's, it's really cool sadly I have not been to any big European festivals but like Vakken and Bloodstock are all, are all on a bucket list of mine yeah 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 Bloodstock is really nice too yeah yeah, I'm looking at this lineup for Hellfest, and it's uh, it's pretty solid. Like the headliners are very diverse between Deep Purple, Aerosmith, and Lincoln Park, but there's yeah, yeah. a solid lineup here. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's I mean, um, when you go to these festivals, I mean, it's it's great to have the this this type of headliners. But personally, I prefer to to see the smaller bands, you know, because I'm I'm not such a big uh, Lincoln Park fan to be honest, but. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, uh, I think there will be uh, Chelsea Wolf uh, playing, and 
really nice uh, stuff. Yeah. I feel like there was a time and place for Linkin Park in my life, and we're roughly the same age, but Hybrid Theory yeah. made an uh, impact on me when it came out, but it's, def okay, okay. it's definitely, you know, in the in the past, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's strange because I completely, uh, um, I didn't listen uh, at all to this scene, you know, like the new metal scene, because I, I was uh, already into uh, black metal back then, and it was really bad for black metal head to listen to new metal. You know, I mean, it was not possible. You know, if you listen to black metal, you can't listen to that. So, so yeah, it was a bit like uh, not forbidden, but you know. <laughs> no area. Uh, we just where, yeah. I, where I was, it was kind of it was kind of all there was. I'm in Northern California, and like a lot of those bands kind of came out of here or definitely toured yeah, here. Of and, and it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I unfortunately didn't know about black metal or anything extreme for a really long time. It, it was something that had to be shown to me through some like weird kid in the corner that always had headphones on, and that kid wound up being awesome. Yeah, well, there is this band that I really like. It's uh, Deftones because I oh, think they're they... from uh, the town I'm right outside of. They're from Sacramento. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I think they really. Um, how to say they they had a really interesting career, you know, because they started in this uh, new new metal thing, but they they put out some really interesting records. I think uh, it's a really cool band. Agreed. Uh, to come back to the new record a little bit, uh, I read it was inspired initially by a Miyazaki film, Princess Mononoke. Uh, what film yeah. films from themes rather from the film are touched on? Uh, yeah, it's. It's you know this uh, this this question about what is our place you know on on Earth you know uh, are we allowed to consider this place for granted and do do everything we want to with it you know and uh, destroy it and abuse it you know I mean it's it's um, I really like the Miyazaki approach because he's never really denouncing in a very how to say. Um, in a stupid way, you know, he's always trying to to make people uh, think instead of uh, of really uh, denouncing and uh, and yeah, he's uh, it's a movie about uh, a possible harmony between uh, the humans and their will for you know progress and uh, technology and nature, you know, and it's it's very utopic because I guess we are really not at that point now, but. Uh, it's it's a really beautiful message, I think, and uh, yeah, it it had a strong influence on the concept of the record, and also I really like the main character, you know, the girl, because she she's a human, but she has been raised by the uh, animals in the forest, so there is a really a really cool paradox, you know, and uh, I feel a bit like this myself because I'm living. In the city, but always missing nature, and uh, sometimes also when I'm in nature, I miss the city. You know, so it's 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 a very paradoxical thing. You know? Yeah, beauties of nature is kind of something I've always picked up in your music. And uh, to come back to the tour coming up in the United States, if you have a chance to take a, a day in Northern California, like the northernest part, like before Oregon, I highly recommend it. It's a whole beautiful, it's just green, lush forest. Oh, yeah. Um, is that your favorite of Miyazaki's work? Uh, it's it's one of my favorites. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I would say this one, 
Spirited Away and uh, the Hearts Moving Castle, maybe. I love uh, Hearts Moving Castle, so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These three movies are. But for me, this guy, I mean, not even speaking about movies or cartoons, he, for me, he's one of the best artists of our time. You know, in, in the subjects he's uh, dealing with in his movies, it's so clever, it's so true, you know, and uh, you can really feel that. Uh, his works are full of wisdom and uh, it's uh, always benevolent, you know, and full of uh, hope, but never cheesy. You know, it's never like goody goody or it's always really, really interesting. So, uh, yeah. Have you ever seen um, Porco Rosso? Yeah. 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 <laughs> that is the one that didn't really connect with me of all the stuff of his I've seen. I didn't really understand what was going on with a pig flying a plane. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's it's a bit more uh, down to earth, and uh, I know that Miyazaki is uh, uh, he has um, he really likes everything about planes, uh, and especially old planes, you know. So that's why in most of his movies you have so many uh, old planes and uh, stories about um, uh, I don't know what's called in English the guy that drives the plane. Uh, oh, the pilot. Yeah, yeah, pilots, and it's a it's a constant theme, you know, and and I guess also he, uh, I mean, he's always talking about the war too. So 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 yeah, and uh, the pig character, I I don't really know why, but uh, yeah, it's it's a bit weird. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's touched on in the film, but I I don't remember it why he's a pig. Um, he has a curse, I think. But, uh, I think you're right. I, I may need yeah. to revisit it. I, I've been meaning to revisit all his films and figure I'll give that one another go. Um, to someone who's unfamiliar with Miyazaki, uh, like on because I've I've heard of his stuff, but like someone who may not have, uh, anime seems like an odd place to get inspiration for for your music. Have you had any other odd sources of inspiration throughout the years with Alcestor or any of your other um, projects? Yeah, I mean, you mean uh, unexpected source of inspiration? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I've always been inspired by movies, uh, very much so, and the paintings. Um, I don't know if you notice, but the the visual aspect is super important in Alceste. It's it's almost as important as the music itself. Um, I think uh, I was uh, drawing a lot, you know, when I was a teenager and. And I think I'm a bit uh, frustrated because I stopped uh, a long time ago, and I try to make a link, you know, between the music and the uh, visuals, and to to really take people to uh, to uh, different places, you know, uh, imaginary places or real places. Or and uh, for example, sometimes I can play guitar and and look at a painting, you know, and uh, it will inspire me and. And I really love uh, symbolist uh, painters. I mean, a lot of painters from the 19th century or stuff like uh, Monet, you know, he has done this uh, series uh, that is called the the Nafea. And it's a study about the light uh, and the passing of time and the seasons on a very small portion of a garden, you know. And uh, you have like water lilies and uh, water and and it's very, very, very beautiful, very dreamy, and it didn't age at all. You know, it's it's uh, timeless, and yeah, this type of stuff, uh, uh, lots of visual things. Um, 
you have been kind of the sorry to change gears a little bit there <laughs> uh you've been like cited as or sourced as one of the um premier people in the black inch sort of shoe gaze black gaze which whatever you want to one would want to call yeah. it sort of scene uh do you listen to bands that have come after you that are doing similar sounds like uh you guys are about to go on tour with creepers that features members of deaf heaven who are one that yeah. really pops in mind do you listen to them and uh other sort of bands that are clearly inspired by you yeah, uh, I don't listen to a lot of bands in this genre, but I I really like uh, Death Heaven. Yeah, I I really like uh, Sunbather and and um, we toured with them in 2012, I think. And back then they were this uh, underground band, you know, and and they their show left such a big impression on me. And and yeah, I really like these guys. Uh, Really, uh, really looking forward to to hear what they will do next. And but uh, besides them, yeah, I uh, I like uh, Lentlos too. Uh, I've been singing in uh, Lentlos actually, but uh, uh, I don't know what are the main bands. Uh, <laughs> others that come to mind are like Wolves in the Throne Room. Um, ah. In some way, in some ways, Mirker, I suppose, or if that's how you say yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I have plenty of them in my iTunes. There's none, coming, none of them are coming to I, mind. I think it's good stuff, but it's not necessarily things that I listen to. Uh, for example, for what's in the front room, they they pretty much have. Uh, for me, at least, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but the the same kind of vibe as the old school Norwegian bands, you know. But uh, maybe they just sound a little bit more drony, you know, in the in the sound and. And the atmospheres, but it it really reminds me of old Borzum and old Emperor and stuff like this. You know, it, I I don't really see what's the gaze thing in in this stuff. But uh, it's coming yeah. it's coming gone with them. I feel like they've had periods where they definitely have more reverb and stuff in their sound, and lately yeah. it's been more raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's it's definitely a good band. Yeah, definitely. It's it's maybe not uh, the stuff I that I listen to all the time, but it's yeah, it's definitely cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, to kind of start winding down on the uh, Alsace Facebook page, there was a, a a nod to Carrie Fisher in a 2016 end of year post. Are you a big Star yeah. Wars guy? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, I I'm not like a Star Wars uh, nerd, you know. Uh, I don't know everything about Star Wars, or I don't collect action figures about Star Wars, or you know. This interview's over. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> no, but uh, I really like Star Wars. Of course, you know, I I, I grew up with Star Wars. Uh, I think it's more what Carrie Fisher uh, symbolizes for me. You know, it's like I grew up with I grew up with her in a way. You know. Because I watched the Star Wars movies since I'm six or seven years old, and and I watched them. I, I just speak about uh, the old ones. I, I really hated the the new trilogy, you know. Uh, of course. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I grew up with this, and when I heard about her death, I was surprised, but I was really, really sad, you know. I was really, really sad, just like if I lost someone from my family or, you know, it, it made some sound uh, stupid because I didn't know her. Or, but I think a lot of people were really affected by the 
because of what she represented, you know, it's it's like it's like uh, if a part of your own youth is dying, you know. <laughs> it's a bit weird, yeah. No, it's true. My uh, my fiance is a was crushed. She, uh, I think we had plans that night. I don't believe we went out. We just kind of sat sat on the couch together. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. Um, have you seen either Rogue One or The Force Awakens? Uh, the Force Awakens is the one that that was released last year, right? Yeah, that was the one late, maybe twenty fifteen that had Harrison yes. Ford back in it and stuff like that. Yeah, because now there are so many movies, you know, that I'm mixing the titles and, you know. I think we're up to eight think, now, eight released. I, I think they are doing a bit, uh, they are doing, doing too many of these Star Wars movies, I think. They are bre- uh, breaking a bit of the the mystery and uh, the aura, you know. But anyways, yeah, I really like the, um, the Force Awakens, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think if... Uh... I well, I totally agree. They they are doing too much, many of these. When I heard they were announcing another trilogy with like older folks and all that stuff, I was a little. It's like, business, man. It's, oh, absolutely! It's, it's owned by Disney now. It's got to be. Yeah, but uh, I do recommend Rogue One if you haven't seen it yet. The one that has basically nobody from the original or the uh, there's cameos, but doesn't spoil anything. I do recommend Rogue One. Okay, sure. Yeah, I've heard good things about it actually. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Alrighty, sir. Well, thank you for talking with me. I will certainly be poking my head into the uh, Oakland show, and I wish you luck on the upcoming tour and all your future endeavors. Thank you for talking with me, and thank you for being on my show. Thank you so much. Uh, My pleasure, and see you at the show. Bye. Kodama by Alcest was released in 2016 via Prophecy Productions. The band is about to head out on a North American tour starting January 19th. For dates and more on Alcest, head to facebook.com slash alcest-official or alcest-music.com. I like to end every episode with a recommendation, and in this episode I am recommending longtime friend of the show, Waning. I met these guys back when I was doing the show on my uh, college radio station, KSSU, and... Uh, kind of felt like we hit it off the project was launched in 2007 by jim willig and susan hunt the pair would later be joined by the rhythm section ian and benjamin cementing their full lineup over the years the group have dabbled in drone post-metal atmospheric metal black metal and a lot more on february 17th the band will release their fourth album still hours which is the perfect blend of all those sounds and even more somehow here's the first track of that album binary in its entirety
Flowers by Waning will be released on February 17th. You can pick it up on their Bandcamp, waning.bandcamp.com on that date. Pre-order it now. Also, go to facebook.com slash waningband for more information. And with that, I wrap lucky number 13 of the Far Beyond Metal podcast. If you want to get in touch with me, head to facebook.com slash farbeyondmetal. I'm on Twitter at Ovacord, or you can email me at farbeyondmetaldan at gmail.com. And as always, the theme is Far Beyond Metal by Strapping Young Lad from their album The New Black, courtesy of Century Media Records and Devin Townsend himself. Thank you for listening. A Catbox Production.